0: Welcome to Wyoming Valley Church's podcast with Pastor Todd Walker. Taking a dive back into the deep end here in our podcast series, we want to explore the deeper things of Christianity. And this past Sunday, we looked at Ephesians chapter 4, verses 17 to 24, where Paul is reminding us once again to live according to the new life the new nature we've received by believing in Jesus Christ. And really, we do have a new nature. And we need to we need to remember that as Christians. We're not just tweaked. We're not just modified. We are completely new creations when we turn to Jesus Christ. And now Paul is saying to us, listen, based on what you've received, live according to that new self. And really, I believe the Apostle Paul is trying to convince us. Have you ever been convinced about something in your life that caused a certain type of action? I remember when I was convinced about... The fact that I wanted to marry my wife. I remember seeing this girl and dating this girl and getting to know this girl and considering the possibility of what it would mean if we got somewhere serious one day. And then I remember the day that I was convinced. I was convinced that she was the one for me. I was convinced that I wanted to live my entire life with this person. And I was convinced that I wanted to marry her. And so I remember transferring that idea of wanting to date her to being convinced I wanted to marry her. And And then I set a plan in motion. I did. I set a plan in motion to talk to her dad. I set a plan in motion over buying a ring, considering dates and venues and things like that, you know, and of course, asking her to marry me because I was convinced. I was convinced that Janine was the one for me and I wanted to marry her and I wanted to devote my entire life to her in marriage. And that was profound because ever, ever since that day that I was convinced, everything changed. I put in a plan to ask her to marry me. She said yes to that plan and we got married and we've been together ever since. And my life completely changed. and It's because I was convinced. And it came, that convincing came from a lot of different aspects of my relationship with Janine. The fact that she loved the Lord, the fact that she loved me, the fact that we were so like-minded in so many ways. God had certainly brought us together and I was convinced of that. I think that's what Paul is doing here. He's convincing us. If there's any lingering doubts, if there's any thing that we're not sure of. He's trying to iron that out to say, "Listen, you got to be convinced because what he's going to call us to here today are three really important things." He says in verse 22, I'm just going to mention them right now. The first thing he says is to put off your old self which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires. You have to be convinced that your old self needs to go. That's number 1. Number 2, he said, to be renewed in the spirit of your minds. We need to be convinced that we have to daily, habitually be renewed by the teachings of Jesus and of scripture. Again, we got to be convinced. And number three is Paul says to put on the new self created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. Once again, we got to be convinced that putting off and being renewed isn't enough. We have to now put on new practices and new habits that match our new nature in Jesus Christ. And so Paul for the remaining verses in that passage is seeking to convince us, to convince us that this is what is absolutely necessary for every Christian, to put off your old self, to be renewed in the spirit of your minds and to put on the new self. And it's interesting the way that he at least does it with the put off the old self is by reminding us how wicked and corrupt that old self was. Because again, he doesn't want us to believe this kind of or sort of, he wants us to be convinced That this old man is doing us no good at all. This old man is wicked. This old man is corrupt. And so verses 18 to 20, he really just lays before us how bad and wicked that old self was. And I just want to read these verses because I want you to be convinced of this today. That this old person, that sometimes, you know, we don't fight against him like we should. We need to be convinced today that he needs to die. And that once that old man dies, once that old man is gone, once those old habits are being put off, then we can go on to step number two, which is being renewed in the spirit of our minds. We can go on to step three, which is to put on the new self created after the likeness of God. But we need to be convinced that this process is a must. And the way Paul convinces us is by reminding us of once we, what we once were, what we once lived for. Listen to what he says in verses 18 and 19. He says, they, referring to us and our former manner of life, They are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, due to their hardness of heart. They have become callous and have given themselves up to sensuality, greedy to practice every kind of impurity. He says, but that is not the way you learned Christ. Now, do you know what he's doing there? He's he's not rubbing our noses in our old former ways and practices. He's reminding us so that we're convinced. We're convinced that what he's going to say to put off our old self is a must. That's what I want to explore today. I want to explore today that this is a must. I honestly think we're only a couple notches away from truly living profoundly as Christians. Because I think most of us, if we're listening to podcasts like this, we want to live for Christ. We think it's important to live for Christ. But maybe we're not quite convinced of how important this is. And that's what Paul is seeking to do. The Ephesians were following Jesus. They did have faith in Jesus. They did have love for all the saints. But maybe there was still some lingering hesitation to go, I don't know, is this really this important to do it to this length? Like, Paul, you're in prison. Did you really have to do that? Did you really have to take it to that length? You could share the gospel, and when there's any resistance, you could pull back. Did you really have to go to the length of staying obedient to this calling to such a degree where they threw you into a dungeon? really, Paul? And I think Paul is trying to say, yeah, you got to be convinced. Paul had been convinced that this was the only way to live. This wasn't just the best way to live. It was the only way to live. And so he's wanting to help the Ephesians understand this as well in verses 19 and 20 saying, this is who you once were. And if you know anything about scripture, there's really only two roads. There's only two options. You're either in your sins and following your sins unto death, eternal death in hell. Or you're in Jesus Christ. You're following Jesus Christ fully, holy, unto life, unto heaven. And that's all you get. And so Paul is saying, listen, who you once were is really scary to think about. You were darkened in your understanding. You were futile in your minds. You were alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that was in you. You were hard in your heart. Your heart was hard-hearted. You've become callous. You gave yourself up to sensuality. You were greedy to practice every kind of impurity. That's who we were. That's who we were, every single one of us. And I, like you, struggle sometimes thinking about myself that way, going, was I really that bad? Is this the worst case scenario of a sinner? Is I, was I that bad in God's eyes? Was I just a little bit off? Cause the the terminology, the phrasing Paul is using is really drastic. Was I futile in my mind? Did I have no point and no purpose in my mind and heart, really, Paul? I was darkened in my understanding. I really? I didn't have any understanding, Paul? I was dark. I lived in darkness? I was alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that was in me? Really? Like I had no relationship with God? I was hard-hearted. Paul, I know I wasn't as soft-hearted as I should be, but really I was hard-hearted like stone? I was callous? You're telling me I was insensitive towards people? I was uncaring towards people? I was selfish? And then he says, you gave yourself up to sensuality. You were greedy to practice every kind of impurity. Really, Paul? That's how bad I was? I only thought about sinful things. I only chased sinful things. Is it really that bad in my mind, in my heart, before Jesus came to me? Yes. Yes. Maybe not our perspective. Maybe not the way we like to give ourselves the benefit of the doubt. But in the perspective of God, which is really the only perspective that matters, yes. That's how God considers every single person before they trust in Jesus. Futile in their minds, darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God, hard hearted, callous, greedy to practice every kind of impurity and giving ourselves up to sensuality. Yes, that's how God considers us without Christ. Now, hopefully I'm talking to people who have been convinced that they needed Christ. Now that's the first convincing, the most profound convincing we need is that we're sinners, and that without Jesus Christ, we are doomed. We are condemned. We are awaiting damnation. God will cast us off. God will destroy us for our wickedness. I think all of us, if we're listening to this again, probably have been convinced of that, to go, yes. Yes, I need to be saved. I need to have righteousness. I need to be cleansed. I need to become a new creature. Jesus, I believe in you. We were convinced. So it is possible. We are capable of being convinced. And again, he's talking to a church here. He's not talking to unbelievers. This is not an evangelistic rally he's giving. This is a church he's writing to, and he's still seeking to convince them in chapter four to say, remember what you were. Why, Paul? Because you need to put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life, which was corrupted through deceitful desires. You need to put him off totally, 100%. And you need to be convinced that, that person can never come back ever again. That's what Paul is doing. Because you and I, sometimes we like to consider old nature, old self, or old practices, not that bad, a little bit off. But is it okay to play with it every now and then? Is it okay to entertain it a little bit now and then? Is it okay to just spend a little bit of a season in those things? I mean, they weren't that bad, right? I mean, we weren't that black and dark in our soul. We weren't that corrupt. Were we, Paul? Paul says, yes, you were. Yes, I was. We were that corrupt before God. That's what sin does. It corrupts us. It makes us blind. It makes us numb to the things that God says he hates God says, I hate these things. They're an abomination to my mind and my heart. I hate them. I created hell because of them. I destroyed the people in the days of Noah because of them. I sent fire to Sodom and Gomorrah because of them. Jesus had to die on a cross because of them. Yes, I hate them. And you can't go back. You can't go back. That lifestyle you once lived was so evil that God was going to destroy us if we stayed that way. And we need to be convinced that we can never, ever go back there. Not flirt, not hint, not linger around, not explore. No, you need to be convinced that that person was corrupt. That person was awaiting damnation. That person was hostile to God. And anyone that is hostile to God is against God, is at war with God. And you don't want to be at war with God. You want to be on God's team. But when we live for these old practices, these old habits, we're making ourselves practical enemies of God. And Paul says, may it never be that you go back. May it never be that you consider your old lifestyle okay. You need to put him off. And the idea I get when I see put off is, put to death i think according to the scripture the old man is dead already i do i don't think he's saying that man needs to die i think he's already died but i think here's what he's saying those old habits we used to live in for so long they're so near sometimes they're so common we did them so long that sometimes they just don't seem that bad And anytime you do something for such a long period of time, it's a hard habit to break to stop doing those things. And Paul wants us convinced that the power is gone from those things. You just need to put the practices away. You need to put the habits away. You need to put those old lifestyles away. Take them out, lock them up, throw it in the water, throw away the key, be done with it forever. And that's our role. That's our role. Notice what God has done. He's already saved us. He's already removed the power of the old man. He's already removed the chains of sin and death. That's not our role. That's God's role. Only God can do that. But now you and I have a role in destroying and removing those old habits that still linger in us that are part of the old man, the old nature. And Paul says, you got to be convinced. You got to be convinced that old man was there to destroy you. That's how the devil works. He doesn't just want you a little bit off or a little bit poorer. No, he wants you dead. And so that's how the devil works. He makes your old lifestyle, your old habits, your old practices seem not that bad. I mean, most of the world does it, right? I didn't do it to their degree. I wasn't the worst case scenario. I Is it really that bad? And Paul is saying to the Ephesians, you got to be convinced that if you go back there, you got to know what you're dealing with. You are dealing with the most God-hating lifestyle imaginable. And you can't go back. And once you put off that old self, if you're putting off that old self, then we can help you. We can help you do what you've been called to do, but the old man is up to you. The old self, the old nature, the old habits are your decision to put them off. I mean, if you read in chapter seven of Matthew, Jesus used very similar language when he says, listen, when dealing with sin, if your eye offends you, pluck it out. If your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. He's not talking about physical mutilation. He's talking about being severe with sin because he says in that passage, it's better to go to heaven with one limb than to hell with all your limbs. It's better to be as severe as possible against sin in an effort to stay on the course that Jesus put you on versus flirt with sin, hang around sin, entertain sin, not have to be severe against sin. Keep all your worldly pursuits, keep all your worldly habits, and find yourself in eternal separation and damnation. That's what Jesus says. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. You got to be convinced today that that old man is corrupt, putrid, diseased, hell-bound, and you can't go back there. And the next thing he says is, you got to be convinced to be renewed in the spirit of your minds. Once you're putting off that old man, you now have to go on the pursuit of living for better things. And then the means in order to live for better things is renewal in your minds. Constant daily renewal, sitting before the scriptures, learning from the things of Jesus, being convinced that God is right, that Jesus' path is right, that he's the only one that knows the way to go. That's the second convincing we need. It has to be by learning from Jesus. That's why church is so important. That's why the scriptures are so important. That's why prayer is so important. We have to learn it from God. I have to be renewed in my mind of what is right. Because I used to think about what is wrong. I used to entertain wrong thoughts, wrong lifestyles, wrong practices. And now I have to learn what is right. So the old man, I have to put him off and then I have to go to school. And I have to sit before the feet of Jesus. And I have to say to Jesus, Lord Jesus, teach me, train me, show me, reveal to me what is truth. Because I have to walk in it. The old man, I'm putting those practices away, but that's only half the battle. Now I got to live properly. I got to live according to your will. I got to live according to your plan, according to your commandments. Jesus, teach me how. And the third convincing is this, to put on the new self created after the likeness of God and true righteousness and holiness. Because even putting off the old man, even being renewed in the spirit of our minds still isn't enough. This is a three-step program. The old man has to go. Those practices have to remain dead. They can never come back. They can never be entertained. I just want to say that again. You cannot explore sin. You cannot explore a sinful lifestyle. You can't. When the temptation comes up, you have to slay it. You have to fight it to the death. Number two, got to be renewed in your minds. you got to learn what is right. And then here's the most profound thing you can do as a Christian. Do what is right. Once the old practices are being put off and they're not hampering you anymore, they're not weighing you down anymore, they're not corrupting your mind anymore. Once you've learned from Jesus what is right, once you've learned about true practical righteousness and holiness, and yeah, that's a long process. As soon as you learn, though, here's the thing. Put it into practice. It's not like going to school. You don't have to go to school for eight years, four years, learn, and then start to practice. No, what you need to do is practice as soon as you learn something. As soon as you sit before the feet of Jesus and he teaches you one morsel of truth, we have something we need to do. We need to put on the new self. We need to put that practice right on. Because again, that that old practice must have been put off already. We must have time and energy and opportunity for something new. If we're still hanging around sin and we're still corrupted, no, that's not possible. But if we've put those old practices off and we've learned from Jesus, now we have something we can do. We can put on a new practice. We can put on a new habit. We can obey. And as soon as we learn one morsel of truth, and maybe you don't know how to start over with Christianity. Maybe this is a new process that you're learning today. Maybe what we can do, the first thing we can do is just start fresh today and say, okay, this is simple. But this is the plan for success in the Christian life. Put off the old man, learn from Jesus what it means to walk in holiness and righteousness and then obey it. So from now on, the next thing I learn in scripture, the next thing I learn from a sermon, the next thing I learn from God, I'm gonna put it into practice that very day. But you gotta be convinced. And I'm gonna circle back to that because if you're not convinced, it's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. I remember when I was convinced that Janine was gonna be my wife, I put a plan into motion and I stuck to that plan and I was determined with that plan. I put a lot of energy into that plan, a lot of focus, a lot of money into that plan because I was convinced I wanted to marry Janine. Now, if I wasn't convinced, I don't spend that money. I don't spend that time. I'm not that focused. If it happens, it happens great. If it doesn't, oh well. But no, I was convinced. I was convinced that Janine Thurman needed to be my wife. And so I put the plan into motion, necessary, necessary to put that in the best position to make that happen. And this is for us today. We got to be convinced. Are you? Are you convinced that this is not an option? You can't afford to miss this. You can't afford to stand in front of God on the last day going, Oh, whoops. Oh yeah, that was important. I Whoops. My bad. No. God it has a judgment day and we're all going to stand in front of him. We're all going to be judged according to our works. We are. And the way that we validate our faith in Christ is by listening to what we've been taught. He could say, he could take this passage and actually just use this one passage and say, did you put off your old self? Did you? Did you put off the sins you used to practice? Okay. Okay. Were you renewed in the spirit of your minds? Did you hear truth? Did you learn truth from the mouth of God, from the lifestyle of Jesus? Did you learn truth? Okay. And did you put on the new self? Did you practice righteousness and holiness in your life? We had better be able to say with our lives, with our actions, Yes, I did, God. Not perfectly. I need your blood. I need the cross. I need forgiveness. But I did, God. Their validation is in my life. I did put off the old self. I was being renewed in the spirit of my minds. I was practicing true righteousness and holiness as you taught me, God. And if we can say that and our lifestyle backs it up, then of course we're Christians. Because that's only possible through the power and the blood of Jesus. That is the validation. That's the validation for us today. And that's the validation for us at Judgment Day. Did we put off the old self? Were we renewed in the spirit of our minds and did we walk in the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness? Search your heart today. It's worth it. Take the time to consider this today and say to yourself, am I convinced that this is what I need to do? And if you haven't been convinced up to this point, there's still hope. Be convinced today. Get up and move in the right direction. And if you are convinced, stay the course Stay the course because it will pay off. God is going to help you. He will sustain you, but you need to be convinced and I need to be convinced today. And remember Jesus. Jesus was convinced his entire life. He never deviated. The apostle Paul, once he was saved and he was learning the things of God, he was convinced and he never deviated. And Paul is telling the Ephesians and he's telling us, be convinced. Be convinced. This is the right way. This is the only way that leads to life. Your Lord Jesus went this path. I have gone this path. And I'm motivating you and commanding you to go that way as well. I hope this is a blessing to your soul. Thanks for listening to the Wyoming Valley Church Podcast. Join us for worship Sunday mornings beginning at 1030. We're located in the Dolphin Plaza on Highway 315 in Wilkes-Barre. Learn more about us at wyomingvalleychurch.org. Wyoming Valley Church, a place where all are welcome.